0: You are now listening to the Purpose Edit
1: Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess and not everybody
2: has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like school to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's with it and get through it.
1: Welcome to the Purpose Edits Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always
2: by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What's up, homie? Dylan, what's up? I was looking around. I don't know. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm
1: glad you were looking around. I'm used to the the hezzy move that you give me right before. So you didn't (laughs) have a couple goals. So yeah, that little move, it always makes me mm,
2: stay on my toes. You know, we're doing this video, so I'm a lot more cognizant of stuff now. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I know.
1: Look, you fresh a little bit, you know?
2: A little bit. Don't
1: don't believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I ask is just for you to show up somewhat responsibly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so what's been going I'll, on, bro? Honestly, man, so much, so much. I you already know about the presentation we got. I, I I can't disclose that one. Um, at the end of the year, at the end of the week, but I got a bunch of other gigs and stuff lined up, man. That I'm that's excited. Dope. Yeah, I'm excited. Can we go right man. into footwork
2: man we can't we can't go and i mean you want to we can go Go right into it because i'm I'm, i don't know about the gig so yeah let's let's go right into footwork so
1: waiting on two of them to get confirmed right but in february i got a workshop and a uh keynote that i'm doing for two different black history month programs uh two different organizations uh matter of fact a university asked me to speak uh, for their black history program. And then I'm working with an international client who is actually doing a workshop, teaching mentors, how to mentor, uh, mentees of color. Um, dope. Yeah. So that's going to be a real dope one. And then I got some stuff lined up tentatively after that, but then April I booked a business conference. Also I'm coming in to do a workshop, uh, for, for that one back in hometown. Again, we're going to Orlando. So oh, yeah, dope. man, it's been, that's it's dope. been coming along, man. How about That's you? True. What's you, what's new in your world? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's not true. I know you better than that.
2: Oh, no, it is true. Like, um, like the purpose of footwork is kind of like church announcements where you say, you know, I'm selling this, I'm doing this, I'm speaking this. And I've just been so um bogged down with the job that I, I don't really have much to speak of on the outside. Um I got a new contract for a book chapter that I wrote. That doesn't come out till i think next summer so i have to send that back but um what's a new contract what like are- a publisher's agreement so when you write when you write these things they have to send you agreements kind of like a release form so i found out that the chapter is going to be published in this book and it will come out in july so if yeah we could speak on that i got another book chapter out but like none of the things that um I want to be working on or I should have been working on, or I thought to work on of the things that I could promote is really going on right now. So it's just, you know, honesty is the best policy. I ain't got so, nothing going on for real.
1: So you, you saying you don't have anything going on for real, is that just a way of you being humble or is that a way of you being honest with yourself?
2: I'm being honest with myself. Like, I mean, and it's just, I don't know. Um, I'm in this weird space right now. Like, um, I just don't feel like doing anything. You remember a month ago, I told you I needed to go see my grandmother?
1: Yeah.
2: I still haven't gone. <sighs> <laughs> I still haven't gone. Like yesterday now, keep I mean, here's a pass. I was sick. I've been sick this weekend. Um, I went to check to make sure I didn't have that Amari on. And I it's just um they said. It's a little infection, strep throat, maybe, whatever. They said they saw the dots, but they don't know whether the strep was coming or going. So they gave me some antibiotics. But, like, um, I had to go take my boy to a birthday party in Montgomery for one of my... I didn't feel like going. Like, I just don't... I don't have motivation, I guess, or the drive right now outside of my work thing. So now I'm trying to figure out, is it just because I'm overwhelmed at the at the job, is it because I'm so locked in at the job or what the problem is? You know what I'm saying? Or what is it? Or is it even a problem? Maybe this is just a space that I'm in, but I just don't have the motivation right now to do much.
1: And that's that's okay. You know, there's a lot of people who are on this no team no sleep and they pushing until they can't push no more and then they pass out at the wrong time. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with every now and then taking a break. On top of mm-hmm. that, it's the end of the year. You've been going yeah. all year, right? I don't care what yeah. you say. At some point, you start to get a.k.a. senioritis.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. You burn out. You burn... My, my, one of my assistant coaches said he walked in my office on Friday and I was in his sleep. And I didn't wow. even know that he came in. And it was so funny. I knew something had happened because we have motion lights. So the light was on in my office that unless I was rolling around in this chair, somebody would have been in my office, but I didn't even notice.
1: Mm, dang. You know, I'm talking to our audience real quick, I, i'm curious how many other people have reached the same point that you're talking about um yeah. when you think about you reach a point where you just didn't feel like doing anything right yeah. now you can't sit there forever you know my daddy he, he got all those crazy quotes he said it's all right to fall down but it's not okay to stay down. stay
2: down yeah
1: right so at what point do you get tired maybe even you get frustrated and that becomes your motivation to move you really towards your, your destination or your transformation
2: at what point? Well, I'm there now. And I think part of getting out of that slump is identifying what it is. So I think I posted on Facebook the other day, like I'm getting to that point where less is more. So maybe looking at a to-do list where there's 20 things on there, I need to have a list of just three things. And every day you just have three things that this is my focus or it might just be one for right now. Whereas, you know what I'm saying? You go into a day and you set your target and you feel a sense of an accomplishment and you have a sense of a direction in the day. The other thing I think for me right now is I just have to have some kind of order <clears throat> right now. It just feels like it's so random. Um, I wake up, Thinking about basketball film, I'm sneaking in film all day. I'm thinking about this project, thinking about that project, thinking about this with my son. And there's just so many things, and there's just no order. It's chaotic. There's just, it's just wide open, wild, wild west in my brain. Go do what you want to do. And I, I yeah. think right now I gotta, I gotta slow it down and 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 have more order. So
1: man, that makes me think. I went to a, I attended a workshop. It was a webinar, and they threw a number out. It said 11 million. They were like, "What do you think this number pertains to?" And like. Nobody really had an answer. There were a couple of guests, but they were way off. They said 11 million is the number of options our brain considers every day. But our brain only has the capacity to make about 3,600 decisions. And so you think about that, 11 million a day times 365, right? By the time you get to this point in December, you should be wore out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even if you break it down to the micro, if if you only can make thirty six, would you say thirty six hundred? About
1: thirty six hundred.
2: Thirty six hundred. But you have the capacity to do eleven million, like on a very micro level on a daily basis. Your your brain is probably. Swamp. And, and, I, and I just break it down daily because I don't know if I, I necessarily, you know how everybody say New Year's resolution, New Year, New Me. I don't necessarily know that I, I subscribe to that. Right. I, I think I'm more of a day in and day out type person. So that's why I, I went back to that framework. But what is something interesting to think about? Um, I definitely know I need to slow down my thinking um, and, and get some of this, get some of the junk out because it's, I'm I'm bogged. You know, it's like your, um, your computer the more things that are on it, the slower it runs,
0: hmm.
2: you know? So if you run in a computer and you only have, you know, your hard drive is one terabyte and you're running with, uh, 200 megabytes, <laughs> it's, it's probably it ain't not going to
1: it. It yeah. get you. <laughs> Snail's pace. Well, look, let, let, let me tap into that mind. Cause I know that mind still, still works. Take us all down. What blew your mind this week or at least the past couple of weeks.
2: What blew you in my mind? This is going to take us into the conversation, and it's kind of a long story, so feel free to chip in so I'm just not talking to myself. So the other day, I was um, going into the store. I think it's called like BJ Turner's. I was picking up some hoodies, right? And I just have a, a habit of I don't... You know how some people like to be fresh to death, dress all out? I don't care. I go the majority of my year... Not brushing, not getting a haircut. I don't shave. You know, I brush my teeth. You gotta do that. But hygienical <laughs> stuff, I take care of. But I'm not, I'm not really into presentation as much as I used to be, or as much as I know I could be. All right. So yeah. I'm going into this store, and I had one time I was thinking about it, and I was just thinking over to myself, somebody saying, "Well, you just don't look like a person with a PhD." All right. So in my in my brain, I, I've heard this before. You know, I've I've heard this before. So. You know, my first thought is, is you racist or is like, what, what does a PhD look like? Whatever. So anyway, I go in the store and when I go in the store, I look to my right and I see a security officer, like a police. <clears throat> so I go to the back of the store. That's where all the hoodies are. And I'm just looking around. And then hadn't been in the store two minutes. I look up to my left and I see the same police officer. So what the hell going on here? So he talks to me, I said, hey, you know, we talk back and forth and, and, and he said something and I sarcastically said, yeah, I saw you up there by the front door, you know. Um, so we talk and then the conversation dissipates. So I grab what I needed, go to the cash register, which is in the front of the store. And I look up again. And he's back there in the front of the store. So I said, and, so I said to the, and it was a, a white lady at the register. I said, yo, I think your man's is following me in the store. Um, no, it, he, had <laughs> he had a twin. beauty? He had a twin. You know, I think he followed. Me. So, you know, so now I'm curious. And, and now I want to blast him on it. So I get my bag and I put it in the cart. And I, I, I'm, saying, I'm going back to the back of the store. And I said to one of um, the employees who actually happens to be one of my former students. I say, hey, I think your man is following me up here. So I'm about to go back and clown around just to see if it's for real. So I go to the back of the store again. And he didn't follow me that time. He didn't come. So I just go, but I wasn't back there long. So I come out and I just go, he's still in the front. So I'm just saying to myself, like, what is it that makes this man want to follow me? You know, like, what, what was it? Or if he was following me, it could just be all a figment of my imagination that he just magically ended up in the back of the store. So anyway, I get home and it's still kind of fresh in my mind. And I looked in the mirror and I said, well, damn, you do look kind of rough, man. You got hair growing out of everywhere. And then another thought hit me in that moment. And I was thinking, like, maybe this whole I don't care about appearance thing is some kind of front. Like you're hiding behind something. I don't know. You're hiding behind something. Like, maybe you just do that because... It lessens expectations or I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's a weird, it was a weird thought where I was like, you know, cause I do say, like I tell the kids all the time, I don't dress up a lot per se or weird things. Cause I don't, I kind of don't like attention. I don't care to be seen. So like, it's so funny if I get a new pair of shoes, everybody realizes I get a new pair of shoes or if right. I get a haircut, Everybody realizes I get a haircut. So like that that level of attention, I don't really care about. But maybe it's something self-consciously or subconsciously that I'm missing in my psychosis that I just don't know about. So that's why I bring up this conversation of being honest with yourself. And I've said it so many times on this podcast. Like How many of us are truly honest with ourselves and take the time to really evaluate self at a very very deep level you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
1: let's 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 start then external since since the nature your example that you shared was that so there was a point when you did care and i know because we ran together like if you wasn't on point we let you we let you know yeah yeah, between the two of us like what are we doing right so (laughs) when you did care why did you care then that's changed now
2: Probably about getting these gals back then. (laughs) (laughs) If you're honest with yourself. (laughs) If if I'm being honest with myself. (laughs) I mean, that's what it probably was. Um, You know, probably about reputation. I don't know, but so much of our culture, right? And when I say culture, I'm talking specifically Black culture. You know, I would even go as far as to say hip-hop culture. Is about flash and 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 big chain big jewelry being seen so like right now i'm wearing two chains and it sounds cool but it it has nothing to do with wanting to keep up i just i just like this to me this is just a nice look that i care about but back in the day it was about status it was about you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i think it was also connected to your brand though and at that time your brand was connected to your values at that time. And now when you look at your values and your priorities, the brand that you associate with ain't about flash ain't about status. Ain't about having a haircut.
2: Not not in the least, not in
1: the least. Now let me throw this at you though, because you and I both know you look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. And that's in the sports world
2: as well as in your personal life. I think, I think I've grown to uh, believe that if you are good, you feel good. <laughs> I can and see that. and th- that's kind of and and I guess you know, um, again, evaluating self. Maybe this is my response to um, how everything is such these days. Everything is about self glorification and social media and being seen. Maybe this is some kind of silent protest where I'm like, well, this is what everybody else is doing. So I'd rather be doing it. And and, I mean, possibly that might be it.
1: How else is it negatively impacting you?
2: Maybe perception. Maybe somebody sees me and and they look like, you're like, yo, this guy doesn't even look like a professional. What is he doing? But, you know, do I, you know, I, I ask myself, do I care? Not really. So I don't know if it's, if it's negatively impacting me per se. Now, I will say, I've recently lost about 12 pounds. And I've recently been, got my hair cut and been dressing up. And I will say, I do feel really good about myself. Mm-hmm. But I can't say it's any better than I felt two weeks ago when I didn't have a haircut.
1: I, I throw out there, for the sake of argument, you've been not caring longer than you just recently started to care.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so give it yeah. some time is what I'm saying. But I think that, you know, especially when 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 the pandemic first hit and everybody was working from home, you see this push about uh, uh, self-care as people stopped caring, they stopped getting up, doing that routine of hygiene and all of that. And then they saw that their health and the way that they felt declined. I think there is still a link between going that extra mile to dress up even when nobody else does you're not overdressed you just best dressed even mm-hmm. if you're working from home to put on clothes for work that day because it it does something to your mindset right so the external yeah. also is in, impacting the the internal and i think that if we being honest i think that there's a level of competition that comes out of you personally when you try, because you do notice what other people are doing, but I think you're now at a point in life where you can balance it better. Whereas when we were younger, we couldn't balance that. We were doing it majority Mm -hmm. for the wrong reasons.
2: And for the applause. Yeah, exactly. But
1: now when I do it, I do it with intent. And if I get accolades, I know how to manage that. And I think that that might be the challenge that a lot of people face is they're still trying to figure out if I, if I do what I do, if I dress up, if I, if I go that extra mile and I get the attention, can I handle that applause? Mm-hmm. And not everybody can handle that applause.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: I, I think about this. Um, they say success requires, requires you to give up things and usually yeah. it requires you to give up things that you thought were harmless. Like, I think about for myself, when I, first, when I first heard this, success requires you to give up things and usually it's things that you thought were harmless but were really detrimental. So working from home, for me, something that was, I thought was harmless, my company allows casual dress. As long as you got on a, t- uh, a company logo apparel T-shirt, you can wear a T-shirt, right? So working Mm -hmm. from home, I put that on, but I noticed that that caused me to be lax in the way that I dealt on the computer. I I didn't have a stand-up desk. I went and bought a stand-up desk, and the minute I raised it up and now I'm standing while working, it did something to me. So I had to give up that simple laziness. I would put on a polo, actually sitting at the desk, and I would stand up using my stand-up desk to get my energy flowing i had mm-hmm. to give up some of those lazy habits because they were comfortable so that i could yeah. actually get the things that i needed with the level
2: of intensity that i had to have yeah and you know what as you say that and this might be the shane counseling session maybe um, some of that is <clears throat> environment i don't have to dress up i can go to nope. <laughs> i can go to work in a pair of sweats and my boss you know would <clears throat>
1: But your brand, right? It's all about your brand. Regardless of what the environment says is okay, what mm-hmm. do you say is okay?
2: I mean, there's a point that it says it's okay. Because I, I, I guess I'm fighting two things now. I'm fighting two things. Um, based on what you said with working from home, am I conforming to the environment? If you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. Or if... Just because you can get away with something doesn't necessarily make it right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, the other part about it is there is a part of me that says, and this might just be like MLK content of character versus the, the color of your skin kind of mindset of like, if I can do the job, if I can do the job, I'm great. If I'm great, I'm great. Acknowledge that regardless of what I look like. Yeah. And how I present myself, what does the quality of my work look like? So that in of itself may not be positive, (laughs) but that may also play a role, you know,
1: that's, but that's idealistic. That's, that's the, that's what we want and hope that the way it plays out, but the rules of the game, we already know are fixed. So do you play along with the rules? Do you, dress it up just a little bit more because you're not going to always get fairly critiqued based on the content of your character rather than the color of your skin. Oh, no. You put on a hoodie. I put on a hoodie. I think about that wherever I'm going. I got this hoodie on now. Not just because of uh, you know Trayvon Martin getting killed, but long before that incident, that was something we had to deal with. If we yeah. put on jogging Pants and a sweatshirt or a hoodie, we look different. We just look different. So, depending on the setting that you're going to, the environment, the people, which mind you, I'm not saying you got to show up and show out with regards to how you dress, be comfortable, show up as you, but also don't downplay your appearance and think that it has no impact on how you show up internally and emotionally in a particular environment.
2: I guess that is the being honest with yourself part. I'm trying to figure out which one am my are we, which one personally am I wrestling with more? Is yeah. it the, you know, um, and I mean, we all have these battles and and listeners, I appreciate it. I'm not trying to vent or make this about me, but I'm I'm trying to, I guess, evoke thought and push everybody as we're moving into this new year or whatever. Like, are we really just taking the time to evaluate ourselves and and just where we are as professionals entrepreneurs human beings husbands fathers wives whatever you know
1: all right so we being honest with ourselves I'm, I, I will do it and I'm going to ask you too if we being honest with ourselves name one thing right now that you need to give up or change that's hindering you more so than is helping you we're gonna be honest right here live on TV. Now, this is pre-recorded, obviously it's not live, but
2: in this live moment. On TV. Um, probably my level of F's that I give. Like, there's some, there's some like I can honestly say I care very little about a lot right now, like as far as people's opinions and perception. I, I don't care. But that will also put me in a space where um can offend and ostracize some people and also cut myself off from some opportunities. Um, I think that's probably something that I got to hammer out and figure out. Like, I really, I don't care. Like, I don't care right now what you got to say to me or anybody's opinion. And some of that might be arrogance too. You know, um, You know, I am who I am. I've done what I've done. I, You know, what, what can you say to me? And I just have to figure that out. Like, where does that become a bad trait to have? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm um, Yeah. My one thing here recently, um, convincing myself that something or someone will change, knowing that they have a history of not changing. Knowing. I knew it. They showed me who they were. I believed it before, but I convinced myself, "Nah, it's gonna be different this time." And I gotta stop doing that.
2: I'm an well, optimist by nature. Well, both of us, I think, both of these issues are like they have good sides to them. True. But I think speaking directly to yours, because you just said you're an optimist by nature. <clears throat> um. Imagine if our creator never gave us that benefit of the doubt. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think the, the job or the task is to be, um, be optimistic, but not naive. Correct. Correct.
1: And sometimes I convince myself into being naive oh, and I yeah, tell you yeah, how yeah. this has hurt me before. So as a hiring manager, I I do a really good job of getting people to talk to me and open up to me, right? So I'm interviewing somebody and they telling me the truth, but I see this one or two things in them that I'm like, man, if we could just unlock that right there, you could be so dangerous, you don't even know it. And so I would say yes to them, thinking that I could be the one to change Mm -hmm. them, to impact them, even though they like that woman that think that
2: she could turn that thug into uh, the pastor. Same thing, same thing.
1: Yes, now if that's you calling me a woman on the slide, we're gonna have to talk about this later.
2: We' gonna go there now fam. I ain't calling you no woman. um <laughs> but yeah, I mean I get it, I get it yeah, yeah that 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 naive. um but you know again and uh, I, I don't know, maybe I should just stay on that side of the fence. you need to not do that, but there's power in that because I, I guess there's great innovation in people that are crazy enough to think they can mm. Mm, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't ever want to lose that sense of belief. That that I, okay. Like right now, bro, I had somebody on Tuesday. All right, um, was it Tuesday? Yeah, he came up to me and he was like, um, he said, uh, man, when you took the job, a lot of people was wondering how the heck the band director is going to be the basketball coach. What they know about basketball? blah, da 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 da. But I don't know what you're doing but it's working <laughs> and you just keep doing what you're doing. So like imagine if I subjected myself to the belief that I couldn't or I wouldn't have been as good. You know, I wouldn't have never saw the fruits of being the number 2 ranked team in the state. So sometimes that that belief that you can is is critical.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it carries over to other people, and yeah. there have been times that because I believed in somebody, even when they didn't, they did go on to be successful.
2: Yeah, right? I would much rather know that I gave somebody the benefit of the doubt than I just wrote them off. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine if somebody came in your office and they came for your job and you saw what was from what was in front of you, but you also saw the potential, but you didn't give them the shot, and then they went on to be great somewhere else. It's a mixed bag. I, I, I get both sides because you can't make too many mistakes where you're hiring the wrong person. But I, 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 I want to go with the side of betting on yourself and optimism because I, I think too many people don't do those things.
1: So tell the audience then, how do you really come to grips with being honest with yourself now that you have had this convo and come full circle?
2: You got to unturn every rock and like... It can't be from a place of um, negativity or kind of like attack. Like, you ever heard the expression like you can't be afraid to look at the image in the mirror? Mm -mm. Like, you look in the mirror and you hate what you see. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you just never look. You see what I'm saying? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And I think that's the the first part of just the, the level of honesty. Like, I don't know. I just think we just we're in a place where we're living these fabricated lives. All of us, me included, like we just live these extra exuberant lives. like, um, you'd rather play the cards that we want to be as opposed to playing the cards that we actually have in front of us. You know, and um, I think it's just important that we just understand that nobody's perfect. And that in order to be the best version of yourself, you have to flip these rocks over. And and it's not to mean you be in a state of depression or a constant state of, I suck and I'm not good enough. Um, But if the goal is to be the best version of you, then the tough conversations have to come. You just don't have to live there, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, you gotta be critical of yourself. You're willing to at least be critical of yourself in order to get progress. Uh um you know they (laughs) use the analogy they say when you point the finger at somebody you always got three pointing back at you
2: pointing back so uh
1: you having for me for sure it was learning how not to give myself a pass it's so easy to point the finger and only focus on that one but not giving myself a pass taught me how to self-evaluate and really be honest with myself and saying that I'm gonna stand up in whatever the bed that I've created
2: yeah that that Uh
1: decision That level of commitment prior to it happening was probably the biggest turning point in my life, knowing that before before it happened, when when something was going to come up where I could stand up and accept responsibility, I had already committed to myself. I'm going to do this should this present itself. And when it did that, immediately that thought and that commitment popped up and I stood up in the paint and I've been doing it ever since. And it's helped me. It's helped me to progress my life and the lives of others because they no longer get in the fake, watered down, filtered version of me.
2: You know, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know, and and I mean, this this just solely may be a shame thing where I'm just going through a space right now where I'm having to um, evaluate everything. So, uh, but I'm, I'm sure there's others out there that 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 yeah. deal with the same thing, and it, it's in all walks of life. It's just professionally, personally, you know. Um, you would never know how often I post pictures. You're Like you always see me post the pictures of me and Christian on um Facebook. But that's the stuff that looked good. There are days where I just be like, man, you're a trash dad, man. A whole week went by and you ain't spent two hours with your son, just getting to know him as a person. You know, you put the nice picture on Facebook, but like, did you did you really spend the quality time with yeah. him that you that you needed to do? You know, um, you know yeah you're you're a husband but did you really provide your wife with the things that she showed you that or told you that she needed you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it's a lot it's a lot yeah yeah it's a
0: lot we
1: we go through it in phases yeah and we i think i shared a post this week balance doesn't happen by chance it's
2: created by you it's intentional yeah
1: right and i think that that's where where a lot of us are we go through phases where we have an opportunity to provide balance in our lives and being honest with ourselves allows us to level it out. So you don't have as many of the highs and big lows, right? They, they start to exactly. And it just irons itself out. It's just a wrinkle in your life. You just need to get some spray stars, baby.
2: I don't iron either, bro. I need to figure that out.
1: See, the little (laughs) things matter. The little things matter. Iron this stuff out of your life, man.
2: Oh uh, man, but yeah, I mean, and again, self-consciously, maybe the whole I don't care facade is just the exact opposite. You care, you're just trying to hide behind you don't care. I don't know. So it's just like, you know, somebody listening and say, hey man, you might need to go see a counselor. That might also may be true, just to talk. But um
1: I'm curious what I, the audience. I'm curious what the audience will say. Audience, check in with us, either DM us on social media or shoot us an email. Let us know your thoughts. What do you think Shane
2: should do? and what think? about you Me like too? Where are you no not you no i'm talking the about audience. the listener where are you in this continuum it's a circle you know like where are you because I, I i just can't imagine i'm the only person that like is really in this valley or in this in this space right now where it's like right. it's all
1: about like what's going on with you dude is shane alone in this i can tell you you're not but i'm curious what the audience says Look, let's do this, man. Let's get out. We always get out of here with a quote. And when you shot me the title, being honest with yourself, I wasn't sure of the different affirmations and quotes that I've come across that would fit. And then right before we came on, I just so happened to be scrolling. You know how your eyes just automatically get drawn to something? My Mm -hmm. eyes got drawn to a line in a book. It said, excuses will always be there for you, but opportunity won't. Mm. Excuses will always be there for you, but opportunity won't. And it made me think: if you're honest with yourself, you're gonna be honest with yourself to eliminate the excuses in your life that are preventing you from capturing the opportunities that you need. Because keep in mind, you're gonna always have excuses, but opportunities won't present themselves—not always.
2: That's dope. That's real good. That's real good. I want to. Um, we ain't talk about this. Yo, dude, have you checked out the will book?
1: I've heard about it.
2: I have oh, not checked it out. Gosh, it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I um, heard that it an yeah, like, audio book. Yeah, I got the audio book because, yeah, I got the audio book the audio books like 10 hours long. But what's so good about it is you can, as he's telling his life story, all the movie characters he's ever played, it makes sense. And you can see where each character is really a piece of him as a person. And it's just it's just a fascinating good book, man, if, if I, yeah. I, I recommend it to anybody, he's got some great stories, he tells it with good humor, and there's just some gems in terms of lessons. And that, that's something I want to um, incorporate in a pod, like what we're listening to in or reading, like, I think that'd be a good thing just every week to sharing something because we may be all taking in different information. And sometimes yeah. you can find it from anywhere.
1: Yeah man I'm really on this kick about uh the power of habit. I'm rereading it for the second time and I just
2: power of habit by who?
1: Charles Duhigg. Okay. Dude, it's such a dope book. I mean, the it's like there's a bunch of gems but every chapter is like giving me something so potent. And like right now I'm in a chapter where they're talking about movements, right? I'm talking about the magnitude of a movement. The civil rights movement is an example that they use. And hmm. in it they talk about everybody associating Rosa Parks with being uh, her refusing to give up her seat on a Montgomery bus as the catalyst for the civil rights movement. Mm. Few people know and understand that there were several incidences prior to Rosa where yeah. African-Americans refused to give up their seat just even in Montgomery,
2: Montgomery but yeah. they,
1: they weren't the catalyst. The reason that sociologists equate uh, rosa parks being the catalyst in her particular incident was because what associated with rosa was that she was ingrained into her community both mm. for white and black she was she belonged to several organizations she worked for uh different different businesses she had multiple jobs and so when something bad happened to rosa everybody rallied around her and the book talks about how movements start how they uh grow and how they endure and i'm just like wow it, it yeah. blows your mind around what it takes for you to really gain momentum.
2: Like oh, yeah. that's the there, level of movement I'm trying to get to. There, yeah, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Uh-uh. Yeah, behind every overnight success, you're going to see hours and hours of time put in that nobody knew about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's mm-hmm. dope. I might put that yeah. on my list for next. And it's that's a, why this, this is important.
1: Dude, that book is so good. Just alone the premises to teach you how habit loops work and how you can reprogram your habits. So even what you're talking about now, you don't know if I'm in a funk. I don't know if it's, I just don't give a F. Like it could be habits that you could reprogram the
2: triggers. 100%. I agree. 100%. That
1: dope concept, man. As always, it's good to see you. Good to talk to you, homie. For our audience, for our listeners, we always appreciate you rocking with us. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share the show, send us an email, hit us up on social media, Purpose Addicts. As always, we want you to live life on purpose. We out.
0: Hey,